What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the 3C Podcast, curating content creators. I am your host, Brett McGrath, and I am fired up and ready to go. Man, we've got a few of these under our belt, and I think there has been some nice feedback so far on the episodes, whether it has been listening to Jonathan and I chop it up and talk about the business and what we're going through and hurdles, obstacles, thoughts, go-to-market strategies, and then these Friday conversations, um, which we are certainly enjoying, although we just have one under our belt, I got to say, making a statement right out of the gates with Liz. Liz is full of energy. We go way back. I had so much fun reconnecting with her. I've had so much fun reconnecting to the B2B content marketing community. I am so amazed by what everyone is doing and how people are thinking about getting their content to the right people at the right time. It's truly inspiring. And I'll tell you this, I'm sharing this out to the world and hoping you all have something to Uh, chew on after these episodes, but I am learning just as much as you. You got to know that I am here to be a learner. I am here to figure out better ways to go about the way we're producing and distributing content. And I think that's the fun part about podcasting. I love this medium. It's just a great way to connect. I got to get my plugs in. You know, I'm a marketer. I got to get my plugs in. Make sure that if you're interested in you're in marketing, you're in sales, and you're interested in getting a better content experience, handpicked, curated content that's not going to suck, that's going to make you a better professional, help you educate, help give you good ideas. Make sure you go to meetfathom.com, excuse me, meetfathom.com, and just join the wait list. We're not going to spam you. I promise you. We're going to we're going to we're compiling marketing and sales professionals in the software as a service space and getting you all in line so you'll be ready to get going and get the content when we are ready to release. So make sure you do that. Don't hesitate doing that. The more the merrier. We we we're, we're building an audience right now. It's part of the reason why we're doing this podcast. So make sure you go to meetfathom.com and just drop in your email. I also want to say, give some love to some social channels. I spun up a, a couple social channels. Uh, we've got the 3C Podcast Instagram account, and we've got the 3C Podcast TikTok page. I'm testing these out. I'm trying to figure it out. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of uh, people leveraging those two channels in the podcast space in this this in the B2B uh, content world. So I'm testing them out. I'm trying to show up, do things a little different. I'm testing in real time. So you're going to see some testing. I'm going to drop some show clips. I'm going to try to promote some marketers that I think are doing a kick-ass job. So definitely go hit follow on the 3C podcast on Instagram. And if you're down with TikTok, I'm there too. Of, of course, we're on Twitter. Twitter and LinkedIn is where we're doing a lot of our publishing. I am producing content at a very high clip, trying to make it fun, trying to make it something that's not boring and you don't fall asleep while reading it. You can check out our content on our blog, definitely at meetfathom.com. I'm promoting those out on Twitter and at meetfathom and LinkedIn. Under my personal handle and also, which is Indy McGrath, and also our company page, go find Fathom on our company page on LinkedIn and hit follow. Follow everywhere and subscribe to this podcast while you're at it. If you're here, smash that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review if you like what you're uh, hearing. All right, that's enough for the plugs. I just threw a lot at you. Let me tone it back a little bit. 
I am really excited to share this conversation with all of you. And the reason why I'm excited is because these are a couple local marketers, a couple, this is a tag team effort here. The first dual threat on the show, we've got Brad and Jillian from the Terminus Marketing Team, leaders in account-based marketing. That is more than a buzzword now. It seems like you got to be doing account-based marketing or you're doing something wrong. Um, I think Terminus has definitely been a company here locally that has uh, planted its flag in Indianapolis and is growing. And it's exciting to see. It's exciting to see account-based marketing growing here in Indianapolis and beyond. So I am really, really excited to, to share this conversation with you. And I got to tell you, it's classic marketing of why I'm having this conversation. I was at home preparing for this role over Christmas break on LinkedIn, on my couch, scrolling through my feed, and I saw a damn dumpster on fire in my feed. And I said, who is that? Why is there a dumpster on fire? I got That's a pattern interrupt. Let me click into that. I clicked into that and I saw Jillian. I saw a video and I saw Jillian standing in a damn dumpster. And I said, holy cow, this is some absurd marketing, but I love it. And then I realized after it was Terminus. And I said, no way, that's Terminus. This is kick-ass marketing. So what I wanted to do was bring on Brad. I wanted to bring on Jillian. I want to talk about the dumpster fire video, which is awesome. And we're going to cover that. But I also want to talk about how they're thinking about their content planning and how they're distributing their content to the right audience at the right time. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Hope you learned something. Let's kick it to it. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the 3C Podcast. I am really excited for today's episode. This is the first tag team edition of the 3C Podcast. I have two content marketers on today's show who are on the same team, and I'm excited to dig into how they're thinking about content and how they're distributing their content to the right audience at the right time. But without further ado, I got to do intros. So I have Jillian and Brad here from the Terminus Marketing Team. Jillian, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Brett? Thanks for having us on. I am doing well. It is a, a nice winter day here in uh, Indianapolis, cold outside, but uh, I'm glad we're indoors. Brad, how about you? Yeah, doing great. Uh, another week, Jillian and I are diving into our uh, mid-January content calendar and just trying to get through it. So we're busy as ever. Totally. I can relate to that, trying to spin up content for the first time at a new company. Uh, maybe we start here um, because when I posted on LinkedIn about doing this show, Jillian got mentioned as someone I needed to talk to. And then I had seen the name and I realized that it was via LinkedIn and it was via a piece of content. And that piece of content was Jillian in a dumpster. So, so maybe Terminus has been doing some awesome marketing recently. I think it's caught my attention. It's caught a bunch of other people's attention. So maybe we talk about the, uh, the dumpster video and uh, the thought process that went into creating that. I think first of all, I've made a horrible mistake of doing that video like fairly early in my career because I will forever be the dumpster girl now. Like that's the trope of like, don't get a nickname too early on in college because it'll stick with you forever. Like I am probably now the dumpster girl as far as content goes. So whatever, I'll own it. <laughs> but the genesis of that was essentially like, I mean, our team really loves to kind of throw crazy ideas out there and just kind of say like, hey, let's do stuff that other B2B companies aren't doing. We kind of joke that we really don't like a lot of B2B content right now just because it's 
pretty boring, to be honest. And we want to be anything but boring. And we draw a lot of inspiration from B2C brands when it comes to our content. So our uh, our boss, Justin Keller, actually kind of threw the idea out for like, everyone's calling 2020 a dumpster fire. What if we like up that? And it, it just kind of escalated to the point of like, okay, now Jillian is getting in a dumpster. We're setting it on fire and we're going to do a whole ad campaign around it. So that was kind of the genesis of the idea. And then Brad is kind of the the distribution and content calendar guy. So he helped us figure out like how we were going to get it out there. And I don't know if you want to touch on that, Brad, but yeah. I think it was definitely something that luckily you helped rein us in for the most part, but we kind of got away with that one. You, you talk about taking one for the team. I mean, Jillian you know, thinking up the idea and then volunteering for that. And whether you're known as the dumpster lady or not, it was a successful campaign and and you rocked it out. So yes, I'm glad we're starting in the dumpster. Let's definitely start there. I mean, we, it it was a crazy idea. I often joke, like if you're an office fan and you remember that scene where they're all staring at each other with the finger guns, like, you know, who's going to move. That's Jillian, Justin and I thinking about who has the crazier new content idea. And we just talk about it and virtually like, brainstorm and say like, oh man, that would be cool. Could we do it? And so usually I'm the voice in the room that's like, well, we would need this or like, eh, if we tone down this and then it would be possible. You know, I'm like the boring dad on our content team. So yeah, the three of us thought through that. And, you know, if we wanted to make investment in the video, um, we thought it'd be smart to make a whole campaign around it, rally around that. So just our design team rocked it out with a landing page and you talk about like the promotional graphics, the burning fire in a dumpster gif, you know, just the little details to make that uh, collectively just be a complete campaign and launch that all through November, December. It was, it was a really great way to end the year out with something that's creative and kind of unexpected. Yeah, no, well, well, well done team. I think from a distribution perspective, it hit my LinkedIn feed and I saw the image and it caught my attention. And I think there was a bunch of comments underneath it. And I, I I saw all this before I even saw like the brand Terminus. And I was like, this is cool, Terminus. Let me click on the video. And the video was well produced and done and uh, got my attention. So to me, that was like B2B marketing that doesn't suck. But I want to maybe get into the, uh, Jillian, a comment you made looking for inspiration outside of B2B in terms of content creation. I think I agree with you. Like, B2B marketing just in general is pretty sterile. It's not exciting. It's people running, you know, the same playbook that they ran five, 10 years ago. Um, You know, check out my blog post that has a bunch of things hidden about our product and our features. And then there's some, a bunch of keywords in here because we're trying to get Google to find us and hey, go learn something. And then while you're at it, go fill out this form and download this, uh, you know, white paper. So then our SDR team can call you. It's like this whole cycle of madness. And it's like, when does it ever stop? So maybe talk to me about just through your ideation process, both of you, you know, what is it about current day B2B marketing that kind of gives you kind of the wrong taste in your mouth? And then what are you trying to do to stand out and be different aside from the dumpster video? Yeah, I think, I mean, something that I've noticed, especially marketing to marketers is that we can't get away with a lot. I think like even me as a marketer being marketed to, I'll get, you know, an email or a read a piece of content. And I'm like, I know exactly where they were going with this. They wanted to boost their SEO or they wanted to get me to fill out this form or like, you really can't get much past marketers when you're marketing to them. So I think that forces us to, and gives us the freedom to get really creative and go like, 
okay, they know what we're trying to do here. So we don't necessarily have to hide the fact that like, hey, we want you to fill out a form. Hey, we want you to do these things. But that doesn't mean that we can't have fun with it. And that doesn't mean we can't be authentic at the same time. Like, I almost think it's a little bit better to be like meta and be like, hey, clearly we know that, you know, we want you to fill this form out. So here's this form. But also at the meantime, let's give you a really fun video to watch. Let's give you this great content that's going to help you be a better marketer. Like, I think there's a balance to strike there. And I love the fact that B2B, at least from what we're seeing and what our team is focusing on is moving a lot more towards authenticity. I think podcasting is helping a lot with that because you don't have a lot of room to not be authentic when you're talking with someone for 30 to 60 minutes. You're going to have some sort of truth shine through there and it's going to be a little unpolished, but I think that that's a good thing. And I think that's where we're moving towards. So I've, I've appreciated that um, in marketing to marketers kind of realizing that. Totally. Brad? Yeah, I, I try to be like really self-aware uh, to like my own habits of consuming content. And like as marketers, we, you know, we can we can call it right away as what we're seeing. And so like if I'm asking myself, would I read this or like even when we're creating our own content and I tend to overexplain a paragraph, I have to ask myself, would I read this as a common viewer? No, I wouldn't. OK, let's cut it down. So just being super self-aware of like your own habits and applying that and assuming like to your own audience of how they would consume your content. Brett, what you described was like just with that blog post, trying to jam pack too many things into one. So I think all of those things that you mentioned do have a function, but we kind of try to keep those separated. Like, of course, we want to rank for the right keywords in Google, but we're not going to use this brand piece to do that. We're going to create this fun, engaging brand piece to hopefully go viral and, and create, stir up a bunch of social engagement. But then, yeah, maybe later on we'll use it for this certain keyword on this pillar page. So I think it's important not to combine too many things into one or else you just have this mush of stuff that no one's going to read. Keep them separate, but uh, you can definitely use a brand or fun play for other functions like search or you know mid-funnel sales content, whatever it may be. And what's the, what, from your end on that, what's the balance? Because, you know, we get in this rhythm of, you know, I've described it like the way marketer, marketing internal team meetings, they feel more like editorial meetings at like old newspapers now. And there's all this ideation on content planning and timing. And so we all get into this rhythm of publishing. Um, but then, there are opportunities to maybe go viral or try to go viral and take these big swings. And I think going back to the dumpster video, that to me seems like a big swing. So how, how do you strike that balance between doing what you're doing to keep the organic engine fl flowing, but then also, you know, taking a, a minute, take a step back and go create some piece that you think will kind of get some traction and get some new eyeballs. That's a good question. I, I think it helps having, I, I mean, I, I felt so lucky and I've had so much fun having multiple team members working with multiple team members focus on content and we're all content marketers, but, but within that we each have our own little specialties. So Jillian is so good at just like initial creative brainstorming and like we could use it for this social campaign or it's a keystone for this bigger campaign. Again, going back to the boring dad reference, I'll chime in with, oh yeah, then we can use it for this search channel or we can fragment it to this and use it for like this mid funnel piece. So I think it, it's recognizing the different functions for those big swings. And maybe maybe you do create a piece that's solely for a viral big screen swing and that's okay. Um, but it is really fun to have multiple people in the room looking at it at different angles saying we could use the whole thing or maybe this little piece for this different function. Yeah, and I think, I think to Brad's credit there also, 
he is an incredible mind when it comes to like having a content calendar and being kind of the master key holder of like, okay, here's what our month looks like. Here's what our quarter looks like. And we get together, we have weekly meetings um, with all of our content people across all of our arms of our marketing team that come together and we plan out our month and we talk about it weekly and we update it weekly and we make sure we know what's coming and where there are holes. And Brad just created this whole content matrix about basically like, I mean, it was such a massive project, but it was saying like, okay, in our sales funnel, you know, where are we missing things? Where are gaps? And then what kind of content can we add to our content calendar for the next month to fill in these gaps that are going to be helpful for these certain personas and certain stages of our funnel? So I think coming up with a calendar is super helpful. And that's something that is good for, you know, maybe smaller teams that don't have as many people on on the content team. I know Brad and I have both that at one point in our careers or multiple points been marketers want. And it's a really like, it's a, it's a challenging place to be. And I think I love Brad's point about like, not trying to put everything into one piece of content, you know, to get that SEO ranking and to get that virality and to put on social, like, and as a marketer of one, it's tempting to do that because you're all about efficiency and you're all about, I've got 7 million things on my plate. If I can combine three over here, then I'm going to do it. But I think as a marketer of one, two, it's important, or even on a small team, it's still important to like have that calendar and split things out. And even if you're putting things out at a slower pace, as long as they are thought out and as long as they're intentional, I think that's going to do much better for your strategy than it would trying to combine and get things out the door in quantity over quality. I'm glad to hear you validate that. That is the position I'm currently in two weeks into my new role. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to plan and I'm trying to execute at the same time, but because I don't want it to like the planning piece, I don't want to come in and have it feel like transactional every day. So I think I love what you both said on that point and just the planning portion. And I think it's super critical and important, no matter the size of uh, your teams. Brad, maybe we can get into this because this is something that I think I've never really heard anyone talk about. And it's something I know you've gone through. You know, when we met, you were director of content at Sixter. Sixter went through an acquisition. Now you're part of the Terminus family. What has that been like just from your perspective in terms of thinking about content moving from, um, you know, one company to another company, all a lot of familiar faces that you're continuing to work with, but did you have to change your mindset at all? I know the audience is pretty similar, but I'd love to hear you talk about that. Yeah, it, it was quite the learning experience. Um, I, I think all majority of good ways And you know, like we had such a special thing with the Sixter brand and the first maybe gut reaction you have is like, let's just copy and paste that. Let's like replicate that. But that's not realistic and not fair. I'd like I, Terminus is a great brand and they've built a great category. So you kind of just have to hit that reset button and, and view it at, at sort of a different angle. Not to say that you can't bring things over that you have learned. So I think we're starting to create or, or repurpose a little more of that magic that we did with the Sixer brand being fun and different and not being afraid to try something um, weird or unique. But we're, we're in a bigger, uh, we have a bigger mega, megaphone, we're in a bigger category now. So uh, you also have to think about things like I don't know, being the category leader and publishing that trends report or ranking for that keyword while you keep up with those crazy brand ideas. So it's definitely been a learning experience, not to say we're to the finish line yet. I'm still learning things like every week, every day. Um, but I think we're viewing it as that, just having a balance of 
all right, we, we want to market to the enterprise. We want to be a category leader. We want to be professional, but we can still be fun and different and weird and, and try things that other B2B brands aren't doing. So a lot of it carries over. It, I, it's been a great experience um, and what we're one year in determinus and applying a lot of what we learned during the six year days. I, I love that. And it's uh, it happens a lot in this space that we all love and operate in, but I just haven't heard it uh, talked about it uh, a lot. So I appreciate that. Jillian, uh, you, I think when we talked before uh, last week, you said you're about six months in, I think. Um, you were, were new to the Terminus team, not to the Sigster team. What's it been like? Does any of that Sigster uh, kind of content and strategy and ideas carry over as a new person on this Terminus team? Or how does that like, what's your perspective there on just kind of what Brad said and where he's coming from? It's it's kind of interesting for me because I was honestly like such a Sigster marketing fangirl. Like I have absolutely adored what Brad and Justin and that whole team over there had been doing for years. And I'd been admiring it from, from other tech companies that I was working at. So coming in, I was just so excited to get on board with them. And I remember kind of looking into Terminus when I started talking to them about joining the team and seeing the kind of content they were putting out. And I was like, okay, this is very different from what Sigster is doing. But I knew there was a desire to kind of meld those a little bit more and say, okay, how do we continue to put together these, uh, you know, big, huge, practical, educational pieces of content that Terminus was putting out that were very like straightforward and clearly, you know, for enterprise with the cool, weird, quirky Sigster brand where they're like talking about, you know, if, if the office had email signatures, like I was so curious to see how that was going to meld. And I think I've had a really unique position coming in. And like, I think in the past six months, that fusion has like happened Mm -hmm. and we've kind of started to find this niche of okay, there is kind of a middle ground here and we can thrive in it and we're creating it. And it's really cool because we do, you know, we realize too that there are pieces that require more of a serious for enterprise tone. And then there are pieces like the dumpster fire that we can kind of do whatever we want and be more casual and weird and fun. But I think something cool that we've started to strike and like definitely haven't perfected it, but are working on is finding that middle ground of how do we make sure all of these have the same tone? no matter, you know, where we're coming from and who we're trying to sell to or where the audience is, as far as distribution goes, like, how can we still make sure it sounds like Terminus, no matter where it's being distributed or how serious of a piece or silly of a piece it is. So that's been a really fun challenge that I think we're still perfecting and we're still working on. And it's tough when you're selling to enterprise, but also realize that you want to be casual and you want to be real but we're working on it and it's fun. And I think we're starting to get there. Yeah, no, no doubt. And I think I've seen the evolution. I've seen the change in, in tone. I've seen kind of terminus step into not saying it wasn't, but step into a more exciting flavor of B2B marketing that I enjoy. So that's, that's super cool. And I love the, the background on, on new and old coming together and making it happen. I'd love to talk about a comment, Jillian, you made when we spoke, when you said, when I asked you about distribution, um, you said, you know, we're trying to be power users of our own platform. You're in this ABM space, which 
has taken off like, uh, you know, a, a rocket ship over the last, you know, five to seven, maybe even longer than that, where it went from this kind of like idea that a lot of people talked about to this thing that every marketer had as a part of their strategy. So I, I'd love to hear um, from, from both of you just how, how you're leveraging your product to get in front of the right people. And maybe we can start before you even answer that question. I'm throwing a lot out at you, but talk to me about like, who are the people you're trying to get out in front of and reach? Who's your, who's your ideal customer? What's your ideal customer profile look like? Yeah. I, so it, you talked about the beginning of the days of, of ABN as like a, a buzzword in the beginning days of Terminus. And that's when we were very much um, trying to get in front of uh, marketers, any and all marketers. I think we've narrowed that a little bit to marketers that want to make an impact on what we call the revenue funnel. And, and then that bleeds into the idea of like, okay, well, you need to view, you know, marketing the, to the full revenue funnel as involving more team members. So now we're starting to speak to the sales persona and even the customer success team. If you think about like customer marketing is more of a thing, especially in a year we saw last year where you're trying to do more with less and trying to keep customers more that generate more new business. So you know, uh, uh, those three personas we're dealing with, uh, still, I would say primarily focused on the marketer. One that isn't necessarily measured on number of leads, um, something that we may be used to five, 10, 15 years ago, but now measured on pipeline generated, deals accelerating, and even uh, revenue generated. So higher goals, higher responsibilities. Now they need more or new or more targeted uh, technology to help them with that. So a, a lot of different titles go into that, but we're, we're, you know, going back to the content matrix thing, we're trying to speak to all of them and be very thoughtful about which piece of content to put in front of these different personas. I love that. Jillian, you have anything to add to that? I mean, Brad pretty much nailed it, but I do think that it's, I do think that it's cool that like, like you were saying how I kind of told you last week, like we are working internally on becoming power users of our own platform and it's because we're kind of our ideal customers in the sense that like we are marketing to like Brad said kind of three different buckets of personas but there's a lot of overlap and there's a lot of content we have that talks to all of them or two of them or one of them and we never put out a piece of content without discussing how we're going to dis- distribute it i mean that's something that's part of our initial discussion right at the beginning is who does this need to go to and how is it going to get there? And with Terminus, you know, we have the functionality to be able to put it out in one-to-one channels like digital ads and uh, email signature banners. And then we have the functionality of being able to chat with people. We have all this functionality built in and we're like, well, we know that, you know, we shouldn't be pushing out this blog post that's kind of specifically for the sales persona out to everyone via email signatures that every salesperson at Terminus sends out. You know, we know that we want that to be targeted. We know we want that to be shared on social media. And so we're going to create pieces with that thought of like, okay, these are going to be one-to-one. These are people who are going to have, you know, relationships with us already, or these are people who are going to be top of our funnel, barely have heard of our brand. Like you were saying earlier with the dumpster fire, that was something where we said, we know this is for people who don't really know too much about what Terminus is. So we'll make it pretty broad and we'll make it pretty funny just to catch people's attention. But yeah, so I mean, distribution is a huge part of our early conversations. And we are lucky that we not only have access to, but we build a platform that helps us with that. And so we can kind of continue to provide our product team with feedback to better target people 
depending on wh- who we're trying to reach and when and how and why. Yeah, that's that's uh, it's kind of a perfect storm. You're able to leverage your product and your own technology to do your job and reach more people. That's cool. That's a cool spot to be in. Um, and something that was touched on there was just salespeople. And I think Terminus is probably at the size and scale within your business where salespeople and having them being distribution channels for your content is more important than ever. Maybe talk to me about how you are. This is the age old battle. Okay. We've all been there as marketers. We create all this amazing content that is for these specific personas, segments of the market. And we just want salespeople to use them because we know if they use our content that we've spent all this energy creating that their prospect or their future customer, it'll begin to earn trust. So I'm curious, as I'm sure Terminus is adding salespeople regularly, more people coming in to sell the product. How are you both thinking about getting the content that you're creating to them and and having them have the knowledge of how to use or distribute the content to to the market or their uh, prospective customers? Yeah. Jillian, did you see my ears perk up with this question? Oh, I was just going to say, I'm like, I'm going to hand this one over to Brad. (laughs) So I, I think it's fair to say Jillian and I focus just as much time and attention on the publishing and the activation and the enablement of a piece of content versus actually creating the thing. Like if you think about the full life cycle of a piece of content, it's an idea, or maybe you recognize a need or it's a request. So you work on the thing, design, writing, and it's ready to publish. Like I'm, I'm guilty of this early on in six or days. I thought it stopped there for the content marketer. Like, well, it's out the door onto the next thing. All right, let's go. It'll take care of itself. Uh, learn the hard, hard way. Like you have to help them help you them being the sales team or whoever it may be. So literally like a prepare to do list of like, here's the messaging you need. Here's how you share it. Who's who, who's who you share it with. Here's how you describe it in one sentence. Here's how you describe it in four sentences. We literally have a to-do list and like a messaging doc for each piece of, we have like our own separate piece of content for the piece of content almost. And we're thinking through how to talk about it in a clear and concise and simple way ourselves before like we tell people to, to explain it. So we are very much thinking about that, putting a lot of thought and effort into, yeah, what I would describe as like past published activation enablement. Like we, we have a VP of enablement. We have a whole enablement team and we are, the content team works with them to make sure it's available. The sales team has access to it. They know where to find it and how to use it because far too many times, I think I can speak for Jillian as well as myself. We've been in that spot to where we work hard on a piece of content just to see it unused. And it's just like, well, crap, you know, what do we do now or what went wrong? And just like, we've been through it so many times where we know like our time is important in our effort as well as our design team. So we want to we owe it to ourselves and them to make sure it's used correctly to, to really cash in on, on the time and spent on that piece of content. Okay. I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's I good. I, 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 no, that's good. I, I, I felt the energy on that one. Um, <laughs> how, how beneficial is it for you both as the content marketers? Cause you're in a, a somewhat atypical situation at Terminus to have a, your CEO, be someone who was the former CMO somewhere. So like this, this idea and the thought and the effectiveness of 
marketing content is and you're a marketing company, like what's that like? Does that like I would imagine that helps in the process to get a salesperson to use a deliverable that you're creating, but I don't know. Like, talk to me about that. I almost like hesitate to talk about this too much because it feels like bragging. Because really, like with you could not be better off as a marketer than having your CEO as Tim Kopp, who is a former CMO. We were so lucky, really, because like I think of like we were talking about at the top of the show, the dumpster fire video. He was one of our biggest internal advocates for that project. Like we had a couple people, you know, being like, oh, I don't know, this seems a little too risky, blah, blah, blah. And Tim was like, go for it. Like schedule it, film it this week. Let's go. He loves like one of his favorite little mantras is brand drives demand. So we could not be luckier as marketers than to have buy-in from a CEO who not only like enjoys what we do, but also gets that what we do drives demand, even if it's not, you know, an exact KPI that we can measure it against anything we put out there. Like you said, the dumpster video, you didn't really know what Terminus was doing. And then you saw that and you clicked on our profile and that, you know, kind of leads you down a path. So we're so lucky in that sense. And Tim does an incredible job of helping to activate our stuff as well. He sends out a weekly email to our whole team. And I would say he includes at least one to two pieces of content as a little like shout out in there and links to them and encourages people to share it. And then he also shares a lot of our content on social media and he partakes in a lot of our stuff. We recently started a video series called The Roof. That's kind of just like little snippets of real talk. And he was you know, I asked him to be in one episode and then he ended up coming back and being like, can I keep getting up on the roof? So he ended up being in like four or five episodes in our first season because he loves it and he wants to be a part of that too. And then of course he, he shared it like crazy. So it's, it's been incredible. I mean, he really is like one of the biggest internal advocates of our brand team and our brand content. And it's, it's makes our job a lot easier. I will say. That's awesome. Brad, you have any uh, color commentary to layer on top of that or any thoughts? I mean, it, it's just like a content marketer's dream to have your CEO want to make video content like that and then rifle off like five different episodes, one take needed, and just like perfectly word five different themes or subjects. Like Jillian's eyes light up, you know, like, like she said, he makes our jobs a lot easier. So it's been fun to see him jump in at different phases of our content game, whether it's creating the content itself, he um, has met multiple times with the marketing team. And just like, we have a upfront conversation about like, here's what we're doing well, here are some needs, here's where we need more work. He's very honest about it. And and we kind of just like, we stare at ourselves in the mirror a lot and acknowledge like what we need, what we could get better at. And, and he's um, a big fan of that. And contributes to that a ton. So yeah, he's, he's our biggest fan. He contributes to content. He's a risk taker. He encourages that like the crazier idea, the better, but let's make sure we have a plan around it. So couldn't ask for better, better support or firepower uh, behind our content game than our CEO. I might have heard the brand drives demand thing uh, before, uh, maybe once or twice. So uh, glad that drumbeat is continuing to be struck. Uh, Maybe we can close out with this. I'd love for both of you talking to the content marketers out there. What is uh, maybe one piece of advice, and we'll start with you, Jillian, that you can offer to just content marketers, marketers anywhere about just content and getting your content in front of the right people in 2021? 
I think coming especially from very, very early stage startups before Terminus, I mean, this feels like a playground because I get to kind of work with all these amazing people, but I did come from very small startups that had to be very scrappy and we're still figuring out our audience and our ICP. So I think my biggest advice for a content marketer is to really take time to figure out where your audience is and go there first. So for example, at the company I was at previously, we were very early stage. We were selling to um, founders, uh, startup founders. And I knew I'm like, these guys are, you know, these entrepreneurs are on Medium reading articles. They're on Reddit participating in threads. So that's where I concentrated all of my marketing and content efforts was those places. And you know, very in a different sense for Terminus, I'm like, we have a phenomenal following on LinkedIn. So I focus on LinkedIn content and I focus on how we can push on social and I focus on how we can build that audience and community. So definitely take time to make sure you're not just checking the boxes as far as like, oh, we have to have social channels and we have to post this here and we have to do this kind of content because it's this time of year or whatever. Think about your audience and where they are and then really dive in to those places and start there. And then you can build your audience and your different channels out from there. Love that. Brad, what about you? Yeah, I think mine's related to Jillian's for sure. If I had to summarize it, like give your audience as many options as possible to consume your content. And even to the level of maybe give them options of how to consume that content, whether like, okay, you have a case study, but make it a blog post, a video, a podcast, in a regular PDF and just let them choose their own adventure. So like consuming the content, but also finding it because like you owe it to your design team, you owe it to yourselves, you owe it to your sales team and everyone to put that work in. I'll use our uh, Dunder Mifflin case study as a recent example of like, we worked hard on that and, and it was fun. It's a fun. And it was awesome. And it, was, <laughs> it was so it was awesome. awesome. Maybe we worked too hard on it. I don't know, but we put the time into it. We're like, okay, it's go time. Like we, we have to use this thing because it was a bit of a swing. So we can't let it there, sit there, collect us. So we're going to have it rank for the right keywords. We're going to put on a webinar about it. Of course, the regular channels of social, you know, but um, trying different things with paid and, and using Terminus itself to get it in as many places and get it in front of the right audience. Do that as much as we can, uh, because you can't just rely that someone's going to stumble across a resource hub and just find it and consume it. You can't just rely on just one channel. So it's really thinking about thinking about how would I find content? How would I consume it? And then just trying to go a level above that and applying it to any and all content pieces you're putting out. Incredible. This has been awesome. I love just the layering in distribution throughout. It sounds like you both in the Terminus content team are thinking about getting your content to the right people at the right time, um, very strategically. And I, I, I love learning from that. Hopefully everyone else there uh, learned something today. Definitely go check out the Terminus uh, site. Go check out the blog. Hit follow on LinkedIn across all the social sites. Like I said from the top, I've been enjoying the content. So kudos to both of you. And I'm excited to see uh, what, what's next for, for the Terminus brand in 2021. Awesome. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Brett. Appreciate you. I hope you learned something from that conversation. I know I did. That is a fun team. I'm excited to see 
where that company goes, their content, they're just continuing to level up a ton of smart marketers on that team. Definitely go check out Terminus, go check out their content, go uh, see what they're up to. That's a fun company that I will be keeping an eye on. If you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button on the 3C podcast. Leave us that five-star review. Take care of yourself, take care of others around you, and we will talk to you next week. Monday episode, 